0: Welcome to the Chasing Passion podcast. My name is Dom, and I'm your host. Each week, I bring on a passionate person to help you discover your own passion in life and how to begin pursuing. it. Thanks for spending some time with me today, and let the episode begin. This week's guest is Daniel Tafano. He's a digital marketer, online fitness coach, and an online entrepreneur. His personal Instagram, which is Daniel D Tefano, contains content about improving your life, mainly about by, by adopting a new mindset. Daniel is also the owner of several Instagram pages including at Top Gym Tips and Physiotrician. Top Gym Tips has over 400,000 followers and Physiotrition has over 100,000 followers. He dropped out from college to pursue his own passion and is very successful in doing so. He's currently traveling the world and working remotely managing his own online digital businesses. In this episode, some of the things we discuss are how to achieve financial freedom, what his day-to-day actually looks like, What are some of the books that have influenced his life the most? Thank you for listening to this week's episode and without further ado, let's get right into the episode. Daniel, thank you so much for coming to the show, really appreciate it. Pleasure being here. So, could you just tell us um, who you are, what what you're currently doing and give us some background and context behind that too.
1: Sure thing, so I'm a 21 year old digital marketer
0: currently owner of top gym tips
1: limited and what we are is a digital marketing agency and then on top of that we do a bit of online personal training and overall business coaching for personal trainers and people just trying to grow their social media accounts and my background i guess i was doing as a physiotherapy student i did two years of physio in college and i got to the stage where i turned around and said okay this isn't for me but before that i had started up two instagram accounts Mm. One being physiotrician, which I guess I think has like 130,000 followers now, which I don't really think about much, but it is what it is, it grew. Um, and all that basically was, that started off as a project for me to stay consistent with my studies. So I was coming up to one set of Christmas exams, I think it was. I was like, okay, how do I get to like a point where I'll actually study? Because like, I'm a really bad procrastinator, Like I just never never stay on track when it comes to studies, I put put things off to the last minute, so I was like, right, give me a metric here, something to keep me accountable, so I was like, I'll make an Instagram post every single day, along the lines of physiology, neuroanatomy, something along those lines, and then somehow, I don't know how, that took off, and then from there, I think it got, like the first five months, I posted pretty much twice a day, and I got a return investment of maybe like 800 followers, but i was so like okay i just have to stay consistent with this and then eventually one post took off and then within a few months we're up to 10k and then i think by christmas time we got to like thirty eight thousand followers wow yeah and then what i was deciding to do is i sat down with my friend dylan i looked at and I was like hey there aren't a lot of people pushing a lot of frequency here i'm pushing out a lot of content and like i knew i was pushing out a bit of content but like i was talking like six posts a day so then we found a top gym tips and jesus that was, i think was december 16th i remember the day 2017 and within the first month, we had like 10,000 followers. In the first three months, we had 50K. Um, and now, I guess, it's been what, like 19 months, maybe a little bit more. And we're sitting up uh I think, like 470,000 followers now. So that just blew up out of proportion. Mm. Um, and then from there, I realized, okay, like I found something here. So I was like, right, I'm going to, like, not that I was, wasn't, not that I was like always wanting to drop out of college. If anything, I'm very like academic in that regard. I love formal education, or at least loved yeah but i was like look there's an opportunity here i can always come back to finish college so i was like i'm gonna take one year out and then obviously that one year led to me coming to the end of the year and being like "Mm, this isn't for me because there was a few like points of contention i had with the physiotherapy degree anyways um so yeah i just got to that stage i was like look this is what i want to do so i'm here now i've been the company was incorporated i think november i think they had november of last year so coming up on eight nine months now and everything's been yeah going fantastic since
0: wow that's amazing and what would you say you are passionate about? Like, what, what, is your, what is your real passion?
1: So I didn't know what my passion was. Right. Um, I was really confused. And I was kind of like, I just want to better myself. And then I learned in and do bettering myself that my whole passion would be to help people better themselves and look outside of their current worldview. Because I remember this is something interesting about me. I think 11 months ago, no, 12 months ago, pretty much to the day, I took a psychometric test um, online. And I paid for it. It was a full psychometric test across the big five. And I scored in the 99th percentile for neuroticism. The 99th percentile. So neuroticism just essentially seeing the worst in things, being a very pessimistic person, always overthinking, uh, being anxious. My my parents, anxieties strife my family. All my um, family are on meds for anxiety. And it's a path that I saw myself going down. Within the last 11 months, that would be the, that's where the biggest change had been. Since then, I've then retook the test, I think a month and a half ago, and I scored in, I'm not joking, the third Percentile for neuroticism in the same psychometric test which I just find fascinating to me because I didn't think it's one of them things when I think you start to invest in yourself you don't see the changes mm. but when you look back as a reference point you're like holy shit that's a big change and I didn't feel like I was even answering the questions any differently I just felt like I was being me answering all the questions and like, it took a good 45 minutes to complete um, and then I was like okay whoa I know for a fact now I feel much better as well I, my mind is clear most of the times so I don't have those neurotic thoughts anymore I'm not constantly anxious I'm not constantly Seeing the worst in things and just seeing how things go wrong, and then I was like, If I've done this on myself, I can definitely, you know, reach that out to other people and help them do the same thing. So, I guess my passion to sum it up would be helping others get out of their because I know for a fact most people are neurotic. I know for a fact most people, as much as they don't want to doubt themselves, they don't have self esteem to a level where I think they should. I think most people mm. lack belief in themselves, and I just want to be able to instill that in people because I think people are powerful really powerful and they don't have enough belief in themselves they don't see themselves like when i look at someone like i always say this i look at you with big eyes i see a version of yourself 10 times than you currently are like i see so much potential and i don't i just don't think people can see it in themselves so for me to help people see that in themselves and bring it out and bring about change in their lives
0: and what kind of got you interested in all these things that you're talking about now so
1: i'd always look on online so we're we're all fiends for going on social media and yeah. day and age and you know as ourselves young man like 22 and 21 myself and you're just constantly seeing um, images and messages bombarded at you. And you're kind of like in this war zone of like, what's right, what's good. And I kind of latched on, like, I think back in the day, I latched on to Gary Vee. And I think everyone kind of starts with Gary Vee. It just yeah. seems like a loop of like yeah, everyone comes back yeah, to yeah. Like Gary. And there's something about Gary and his um, authenticity that really struck home me. And what it was with him, it was just kind of like, I saw how simple and practical what he was saying was. And how much of a profound effect it had. So from there, I kind of just started there. And then obviously, you know, you once you get into the rabbit hole, it is a rabbit hole of self-help. You never get out. Like, you never get out um, the self-help books, the personal development. Because I'm, I'm a big fan of Dan Pena. And Dan Pena is a very abrasive character. But um, personal development, as it was coined, was uh, came up by, I think, Andrew Carnegie in the third, 1930s. And he calls it a scam. And I, I kind of agree with him in this regard. Because you can't measure it. So it's an industry that can grow exponentially because you can't actually like objectively measure personal development. Mm. Um, so for me, I was just always doing the things that I saw that seemed to be the right thing to do. So read, get up early, instill instil some discipline in your life, culture yeah. showers, put yourself in situations that are difficult, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then from there, I just tried everything, everything, everything. And like everything, I guess, to this age coming back just had like a compounding effect on who I was as a person. Because believe me, I am right now a completely different person to who I was like, even six months ago, but a year ago, and constantly, constantly growing in that regard.
0: So, just so, on that point, uh, what kind of person were you in school then? In
1: school, I was always, I was definitely always an academic. Right. Um, I wouldn't have been like top of my year, but I probably would have been top five, top 10. Uh, I was very much respective of authority. Um, would always listen to teachers, I would always be very, like, you know, I guess just a good student. I'd be a good student um socially i always had friends i was always like quote unquote like the more popular groups all that stuff i played sports Mm. probably that's probably what helped when i was on the school football team and stuff like that that stuff always helped but uh i would say just a normal like good student who loved like i loved formal education so for me it was just you know i i found out like because this is something like i think because people like you this passion but you talk about passion and one thing for me was i was so passionate about physiotherapy like when i got into fifth year right then i was like People, some people, literally, when they're filling out the CAO form, that's when they make their decision. And some people don't even make their decision then. So I had physiotherapy as number one, and I I was dead set on that. Like there wasn't a question yeah. in my mind. I'm doing physiotherapy. I'm going to be a physiotherapist. And um, the goal for me was to work with a Premier League team. And like this is me. Like this is so me. So I was like, right. I know for a fact. I think at the time, physio was five fifty. And I was like, right. I need to get them points. So I just buckled down. I was like, great right, Boom and boom, boom. Got the points in the end. Got physio. And, and i was so so set on that and that like i was so passionate about that and it's kind of confusing for me to be in a point and i always say this to people when people are like oh you know i i like people are like i want to figure it out i had it figured out but everything just got flipped on its head for me and i realized hey maybe this isn't what i want to do so just something like as a student normal like <laughs> i won't say goody two shoes because i was definitely cheeky at times to teachers mm. but i was just like a you know a, a decent student i'd say who took formal education quite seriously
0: so eventually you actually did end up doing physiotherapy but then you dropped out uh, in second year was it i completed
1: second year yeah and then so after what, was the, what was the
0: what was the de- decision process there why did you do it
1: yeah so the main thing was okay well i have this foundation of success and i knew the foundation would be transient and it's mm-hmm. time sensitive whereas my degree wasn't so i said okay look we'll take a year we'll just take a year out and then see what happens from there so i was very sad i'm just taking a year out. i actually went to my student advisor and i was like she was like to me it's like look people sit here all the time and they say they're you know confident about coming back and I don't see them come back and I was like Anna I am I can't <laughs> say 100% but I'm 99999 percent sure you'll see me back here next year so like you're returning to the course returning to the program <laughs> funny enough next year comes I have the same meeting with Anna and she's like so what's happening I'm like yeah and I'm not I'm not coming back this is it like I, I'm you know I've made my decision um, I'm just actually going to withdraw from the course because I took a leave of absence, which you could do. We take up to two, I think, in UCD, two years out before we come back. And I'm like, look, this isn't for me. um Because in my head, I also reconciled the fact that I didn't want to be a physio anymore. It wasn't just college. I just realized that physiotherapy wasn't for me. It wasn't what I thought it was. Mm. So for me, it was like, yeah, uh, it was a very easy decision to make. You know, it was very easy because actually stepping away, I think that's something when you're in the midst of something, it's very difficult to be objective about it. So when I stepped away, I looked at the course for what it was, I looked at the fact that a lot of the modules we were doing weren't applicable to the real world um a lot of time was spent on things which there's clear evidence to suggest don't work or at least only work to the placebo level which is like okay well then why are we doing this and why are we learning about this as opposed to fundamental principles that do work so i was very confused very frustrated at myself and very kind of i guess like that was a realization for me like wow like you knew what you wanted to do and you believe in this so much and then it just turned out to not be what it was so it was like kind of a a, like a thinking point for me there
0: and what did you do within this um when so when you when you took that year or whatever off what did you do during that time
1: good question so i mean we finished then in well i guess june july through to i think like june to august That's pretty much traveling um when my girlfriend at the time we traveled came back and then i was like hey you know what? i want to be a personal trainer like, i've been in the gym my whole life uh, i've always been in a gym i haven't trained in a while now myself but um, i was like i'm gonna be a personal trainer so i went and did um the six week personal training course out in elite and i was like well, i have this audience it's a health and fitness space audience let me monetize in this let me go into online coaching which is a huge huge market anybody listening to this who's even thinking about doing it do it there's a piece of the pie for everybody every single person one thing i would say is though please get your pt cert beforehand like people are so unqualified people are so like even the, even when you get your pt cert you need to like you need to do cpd you need to do continual professional development you need to keep on learning you need to be like a a student of life a student of the game so many people are just so incompetent as personal trainers and it makes me sad Um, but I went and did that and that was fine like you know my background in everything got me to like it was like no it was no brainer it was like you you know the level you have to learn it's actually the entry level for a PT is something that like saddens me it's so low to be a personal trainer like you need to know literally nothing like I'm not looking here I'm like there's some people and it's like they didn't even know like this muscle and what it does like I'm just like oh. I'm not that you need to know that stuff really but like for me I'm like not a perfectionist but I like knowing as much as I can about a topic before I dive into it which can be a hindrance at times but it is what it is and then I did that and then I think we' we had digital marketing clients at the time we're helping people grow their account because when you grow such a large following in a short period of time you get a lot of attention And like all of our friends like danny like why are you doing buy buying followers so I'm like I, I wish it was I wish it was five followers because then I could like back away and hold my hands up. But no, we just got influx. We we were so taken aback myself and Dylan. We're like, what is this? What is happening here? What are we doing? And we're like, okay, we step back and we're like, what we're doing works. It clearly works. It clearly and it's I've tested it on two pages now. So myself, my my page and top gym tips. So I was like we can definitely teach other people how to do this so that's what we did and we started taking on clients and more and more people got interested our prices went up blah blah blah. and i was like right we need to make this official you know so then we incorporate the company at that stage and that was in november then since i mean it got to a stage where this is the thing i love about working for yourself and working online you a you're working on areas b working online is phenomenal like you can work remotely so since i'm gonna say january pretty much true to two weeks ago i haven't really been in ireland at all so that's kind of what i've done and a lot of that i spent one month by myself traveling through europe and that was a month for me that just completely transformed my outlook um on life because i'm i've always been independent always been self-sufficient but um i've never moved away from home so I've, i've my parents are very protective over me they're very they give me everything like i ever needed financially like they're just so like that my mom's overbearing i think everyone can write like an overbearing mm. mom just like so so nice and like, like almost giving you too much like mom leave me alone I need to leave <laughs> me. like i'm 21 like <laughs> leave me alone or 20 at the time when i started and yeah like i just learned to be so self-sufficient and i came back with just completely different mindset on things and just such an overall joy for the fact that i have the opportunity to to. be able to not just help people with their businesses, and I think a lot of people who are in business and are entrepreneurs, their business—it's very difficult to detach their business from their life because their business is their life. Not that they don't live their life, but they express themselves through their business. So for me, it's my—I express myself best through my business, my creative endeavor. So it was just such a like moment of realization, like pure gratitude over the past, I guess, year that like, hey, I've been able to travel for six months or whatever it is, um, pretty much continuously, and still be able to work, still be able to make a living, still be able to pursue my passion i guess
0: i'm just so curious because you said you were traveling for like you know quite a while by yourself around the world uh, mm-hmm. and you were working remotely mm-hmm. so what did you like what did what did your day look like
1: yeah so depending was so i landed i guess my first like, my month of pure travel by myself was i think from like the 11th of march till i guess actually till a bit more than once so like maybe the 20th of april hmm. roughly um so i landed first in barcelona and like I only stayed, and I went, I, I, I did it wrong. Like, I did it way too wrong, but, like, it's all a learning experience. I only sp- spent, like, three days in each spot. So it was very three to five days in each spot. Apart from Barcelona, it was just the first place I spent, like, nine days. Very difficult to get routine. Um, and I like I like a lot of chaos because I like adapting to things. Yeah. So for me, my work, most of my work isn't time-sensitive and I can batch it and get a few weeks' work ahead. So a lot of it's content creation for other people um, or check-ins and stuff like that. They are kind of time-sensitive, but I'm, I... A big man on routine, so for me it was getting out of routine was really good for me. Like I'm a big man on routine, so I actually didn't have much of a routine to be honest with you. It was that chaotic that I didn't know what time I was going to bed at, I didn't know what time I was gonna wake up at. I was just like, let's just experience this for what it is. So if I was to sit here and say I had a routine, I'd be lying to you. Like it was that chaotic, there was no routine. All I know I had a set amount of work to get done each day, and that would get done whenever, because that was the nature of the work. And then I'd enjoy the day and just, you know, either go to the gym or just walk around the town yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: but I'm just wondering about, you know, your, your work. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, how much of your time did you spend working and what did Question. that work consist of? And then, like, how much free time did you have? Because I think that's the ultimate dream, really. You know, yeah, to work yeah. from any country you want and just travel and, like, work yeah. remotely on a, on the internet.
1: Yeah, like, I, I, I don't like saying this because people say, oh, you're, you're, you're messing, but, like, I, I can say I'm never not working. Yeah. So like I, even formal work it's like well everything is work like if i get a message from a client it's like well that's still work isn't it um there's no time ever it's it's off you know even if i'm on a night out and the client messages me you know and i'm not too drunk <laughs> I'll, I'll respond <laughs> to the person so yeah. like it's constantly on my mind um but it's not something that i stress over too much it's just who i am i just know like it's integrated into me as a person i just i just constantly working so if we'll say formal like content creation maybe an hour to two hours a day but the rest of the day is you know my phone is always going, I'm constantly like messaging people and constantly brainstorming other things, I'm constantly trying to reach out to people, so formal content creation, which is just writing for people, maybe an hour or two a day, and then other work, I'm going to say the other hours that I'm awake, realistically, but it's not, it's not like, it's not that overwhelming, like to most people it would be, but you get used to it, and it just becomes, you just become too grateful and be like, Jesus, I get to do this, so like I'm not going to complain, so I'm just going to like, not suck it up, but like, i'm grateful i'm happy that my phone is like buzzing with notifications you know what i mean um so yeah an hour or two of formal work and then outside of that just i guess constantly buzzing constantly just on the phone and doing things um which to me is work
0: Hmm. and it's obviously like you obviously learned a couple of things throughout your years and so if you had a chat uh, with an 18 year old dan what what advice would you give him
1: i think the biggest thing was i always had an intent to be better I I think for most people, having the intent can be big enough. It can be strong enough to just get anywhere because I'm Mm. a strong believer in a compounding effect and the fact that if you just start now and just like the thing of like, if you compound a cent for a month, you know, and double it every day for 30 days, it's like 1.2 million. If you start a day earlier, it's 2.4 million. Yeah. So I think start as soon as possible. Don't even, you don't have to know what you're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. But the fact is I have an intent to better myself. And That's just a subconscious thing I have an intent. That doesn't even mean much other than the fact that, hey, I'm doing things that are supposed to help. <laughs> you know, you hear lines like, "Oh, you got to get up at six a.m.," you got yeah. to like, I'm doing things that are like, okay, look, they've helped other people in the past, and I think uh, one for me is if I go back to 18 year old self, my 18 year old self, I'd say success leaves clues. Just go to all of the successful people you've ever seen and learn everything, everything about them. Just latch onto one person, and that can be your first mentor. I think mentors are a fantastic thing and people look at mentors like it's I don't know there's a kind of stigma around it but like well if I call it a coach instead of a mentor that's okay but if I call it a mentor it's like stigmatized so like if I say Messi or, you know he has a, a striking coach you know he has like the X, Y and Z so they're all mentors Yeah. Um, and all all the, all the greats have had mentors so for me would be find a mentor as soon as possible find someone that you want to emulate in any regard or you just look at them and say hey I wouldn't mind swapping my life for theirs and just learn everything you can about them because the same fundamental principles apply constantly be consistent work hard and just keep moving forward and i think one that's a really big one that warren buffett talks about a lot is is you can't be you can't be overly emotional you can't be too attached to your emotions you have to be very logical and very rational not be like an emotionless prick which i get called sometimes Um, i actually call myself it sometimes but you have to not bathe in your emotions and you have to like take things for kind of what they are and that's where like i got into stoicism like i'm a big fan of philosophy in that regard it really helps me just kind of zone out a little bit and be like be objective about my emotions and just not kind of get overly attached to things so for me be find a mentor and just learn everything you can about them and just keep on moving forward irregardless of like there's no point where you're ever going to get there and say i've made it you know what i mean or like this is who i want to be you just keep moving forward and find a mentor because success leaves clues and they will show you the almost direct pathway to we'll call success Hmm. and do you have a mentor yourself so there's people i look up to right and i'd even consider like some people like okay well do you have to pay a mentor it's like i am a firm believer in money like a financial investment is an emotional investment and i think if you want to really invest in yourself pay Like i can give you all the tools for free and here's the thing all the tools are available online for free well it's like well why like I say to people I'm really harsh and abrasive because I've been abrasive with myself my whole life like why are you why are you complaining about you're not where you want to be when everything you ever need to know is online available for free and that's why I think people when they invest in themselves financially you know they have skin in the game as uh, Tim Ferriss would stakes. stakes uh, they then actually want to invest in themselves emotionally I think people are afraid to invest, invest in themselves financially but for me most of it you know I, there's a few people I work with now in terms of business that I definitely look up to um but I work with them and you know they're making to me right now crazy money, but to me in the future hopefully small money. yeah um, but for me it was like books. I I people don't realise that. Like read read all the memoirs of your favourite, you know, entrepreneurs, businessmen, sports people. There that's that's mentoring in and of itself. And there's a few courses I do online that I, I still consider mentors, like people's interpretation of mentors um, is wrong i think it's like it's not this physical person that i pay every single month like for example like at the moment like i work with like jason maxwell who's um to me like he's w- working with Vince on and those guys are really good at what they do and i work with him as opposed to paying him he actually pays me but i still see him as a business mentor in that regard because he mm. asked me about financial business um sorry the fitness business and stuff like that and then yeah like just all the books i read and stuff like that i still consider them all my mentors there's a lot of them i couldn't even list them like there's too many of them but like i gotta say my the biggest um compounding effect i me have been gary v dan pena and hmm, let's throw one more out there <sighs> maybe grand oh jordan pearson yeah I'll go with them yeah yeah I'll oh they're, they're go all go them, amazing yeah. people yeah.
0: yeah and what are you actually motivated by like what gets you up in the morning that's a
1: good question um one thing i'm a big believer in self-talk if you go into my my room it's just my whiteboard is just covered in things that come into my head and i just write them down and some of them are very very aggressive some of them are very very racist some of them are very very practical um one that just kind of you know plays over my head is like well what else are you gonna do it's a very simple one but for me it kind of makes sense to me it's like well what else are you gonna do um and it's like i'm also really really grateful that a i know i felt so so bad mentally every single day in a rut where i was like okay well you're not getting out of this and when you're there and now you're in a place where you have mental clarity and you have some form of even if it's a a low definition vision of the future that in of itself is enough reason to keep on going and you know for a fact that that image will only be compounded upon like i say my vision for the future now is that maybe like 144p it's that it's that kind of hazy well i know if i keep on going i'll move to 360 487 20 and then eventually i'll have this 4k 7k whatever it is image in front of me if, like this is what i want to be and every step i take forward i see seem to find that my mental state gets better and better um so for me it's just realizing where i was and where i am i'm like okay if we keep going yeah, yeah, to get better, yeah. And better and better better exactly yeah and it's like what else would you do i really th- i'm really a firm believer in that
0: hmm. and what would you say is your most proudest achievement
1: I, I'm, I'm gonna to be honest with you I'm not one to stop and smell the roses oh yeah really not one to do that I'm not one to look back and say jeez I'm proud of that I'm yeah. like if anything I'm always critical of myself and I know at times I'm very hard on myself but I know mm. that's exactly what I need to do to keep on going because I know for a fact I would love like I would love the attention because I think humans—we're social animals. We crave attention. We crave admiration. I know if I stopped and actually, let say, smell the roses and like, you know, gave myself a pat on the back, kind of thing for a specific achievement, I'd get bogged down on that. Hmm. You know what I mean? I'd let, almost let it overwhelm me. But don't get me wrong. I, like myself, love and all. Like I'm, I'm a big believer in that. Like I look at myself in the mirror every day. Like I'm say my affirmations. Like I'm really like my friends. Like Danny, you're a tough. I'm like that's what I have to do to keep myself going. So my previous achievement would just be getting up every single morning and i don't know that sounds crazy to <laughs> people, but it's like like hey like i'm keep on going that's it you know that's if you win like if you win your day every single day it's like you're still here like that's my biggest achievement like i'm still here you know um and that's not like in a like nihilistic way it's like no it's a practical way i'm still here like that's my biggest achievement you know what i mean um so i can't pinpoint the moment like there's definitely moments like sporting achievements business achievements i'm like wow but i couldn't pick a, a specific moment that overrides the fact that i woke up this morning is my answer to
0: that yeah interesting <laughs> and you know um you said you were like in a in a bad place i guess like a few years ago oh yes yeah, like what can what like you know there's always a turning point i think and what was that turning point for you like what made you you go, you know well it's a process i think <laughs> but like what made you switch you know from, yeah. from that place to where you are now it's if funny because tra- i look
1: back and it, it's very immature and of course you look back right. at yourself like i'm sure you look back at yourself five years ago to like, jesus oh, like yeah. that's different um like Mm -hmm. i can't even relate to that time when i look at myself i'm like that's not danny that's a different person so like i was in like a very um bad place post my first breakup like 2016 and i just went off the rails like i was just like typical boyhood like you know (laughs) you know yourself like very immature very uh, like egotistical everything and i was like like i look back at that person i'm like you are a shell of who you currently are it's very (laughs) funny like i'm like danny like up your game i look back at that danny and say up your game um but then uh I had it went through a second breakup roughly about a year ago I think at this stage um and (laughs) I didn't really feel much post the second breakup and the comparison between those two things for me was just like oh my god like you're in a much much better place now but like I just got to the stage where like I was too invested in the relationship at the time that I didn't focus on me enough and then I was focusing a lot more on me come the second breakup and I realized oh my god you get to focus on you more now mm. this is fantastic i look you know i guess i back then i was looking for problems over solutions whereas now i provide solutions over problems so for me it's like oh my god i now get to invest 100 percent of my time in me which is the best thing like if anybody's listening to this and they think investing time in yourself is selfish it's the no most selfless thing you'll ever do i know in and of itself me inspiring change myself has inspired change and in all of my friends i know that for a fact i know me investing 100 of my time into me gives me gives the world the best version of me which we all need and we all yeah. need. so i think people i think being selfish is the most selfish thing you can do not if you're narcissistic about it but if you're if you're if you're genuine and you just want to improve yourself the world sees that they pick up an energy like when i see someone who's so self-determined and wants to better themselves you can pick up on that and it's a beautiful thing that really inspires me like i, I looked at david goggins a a lot he's an ordinary man he's extraordinary at the yeah. ordinary things uh all he does is like he, he's, he's really like you know braces why he's like he's like fuck everybody else i've just you know he's like he's like i don't know where the success came from it's like i was yeah. just focusing on me and then all this fucking attention came to me you know and that's kind of like what i've noticed about my um people kind of gathering around me it's like all i've done is focus on myself mm. and people are like oh you're helping me with this it's like hint hint focus on you and the whole world will be a better place because of it.
0: No, yeah I, I read that hundred, percent like, oh, it really gets me motivated when we talk about these things. Mm-hmm. And what I was going to say, you you're talking about investments, so what do you think is the best investment you ever made, or most worthwhile investment, I guess?
1: Yeah, so like overall encompassing in myself, but if I could boil it down to one thing, I mean like a, I maybe bring it back to like um, like a book or a course or something along those lines i I, I don't know because I think everything in and of it's like i think if i looked at it from like a a univariant standpoint that'd be very mm. like i couldn't find you a good enough answer it'd be very simply simple it's very multifaceted it would be a compounding effect of all the books i read of all which i like the our investments you pay yeah you know? um all the courses all the people i reached out to and uh, there isn't one at the moment that's standing out to me but i think that's the thing and that's something i like to touch on people people try and look for the one kind of thing it's like if i just do this thing then I'll be all, like, then I'll, like, I'll be kickstarting my success, and I can't, or, like, my journey or whatever, I can't pinpoint one thing, I know for a fact I did a lot of things right, and I made a lot of investments in books, so I just, like, if you just go online, just, like, look up, like, whatever, like, when you have no clue what to read, you know, you literally just go to, like, <laughs> I remember, that, like, searching as a 16-year-old, I look back, I'm like, Jesus Christ, Danny, it's, like, um, best self-help books. You know, and the first book I read, which I think is actually a fantastic investment if you do want to get in the lines of personal development, is *How to Win Friends and Influence People* yeah, by Dale Carnegie. Yeah, yeah. I think most people have read that book, and I think it's a very entry-level book, but it's fantastic what it does. So, if I say that, I could de- technically think that started some form of snowball effect. So, I, I'm going to go with that book, and that does my answer here. Um, the *How to Win Friends and Influence People* by Dale Carnegie, fantastic book. His stuff is stood the test of time. Like, it, it's applicable in the 1920s, 30s, all the way up to now. It's simple things. It's just like neuro-linguistics, which is like learning to get better with people. That's the best the best one I've probably made. Learning to actually like people. I used to hate people. Like I genuinely used to hate people. I used really? <laughs> to I used to read about social anxiety and I got to the stage where like, I didn't think I could leave my, I didn't want to leave my room because I didn't think I could offer I, anything to anybody that wouldn't be like a net negative like i was that neurotic like as i touched on the 99 percent of neuroticism but now it's like i think i have so much value to bring people to anything and this is a really warped way of thinking but i think in terms of self-belief if you get to this level you're on the right track there is nothing i can say that doesn't bring value to somebody mm. and that's my belief that doesn't mean it has to be true but if i believe that to be true i speak with more confidence i speak with more energy and people can of pick up on that stuff so yeah invest in your people skills because i think there are a lot of people out there who like i'm i'm an actual introvert i think i think you know, and I think there's something powerful about that. But I can be I can be an extrovert an introvert if that if that makes sense, you know? No like, it does. Yeah. I love my alone time. I love yeah. my alone time so so much. I haven't had I've saying this to my friends, I haven't had one day to myself in over three months. And I'm like going crazy because of that. Like I think today or tomorrow tomorrow will be the first day I've had by myself in three <laughs> months. Like I've been living with my friends the past three months. Um don't do it. <laughs> don't live with
0: your phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You live with my friends' phone. Uh well, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was like it it's, right, it's, it. it's like yeah i love it but i just need my own time you know what I mean? yeah so yeah invest in your people skills i guess it would be my best investment um which is investing in yourself so invest in yourself it's the best investment it's the only one you're guaranteed a return on you're guaranteed a return on that investment
0: no yeah I, I think especially books like when you think about it books are actually so cheap like you can buy a book for 10 euro or 20 euro mm. but this is literally someone's yes. information that they yes. achieve everything maybe you want to have maybe you want to be in that position where they want to be and you can literally like absorb the information. Like it's like a USB stick into your brain. Just read it, mm-hmm. digest it, read it multiple times if it's mm-hmm. good. And like, I think books are so like, mm, um, they're amazing. What's
1: crazy about it is people, maybe this is a perspective you haven't had. Yeah. People will pay 10 euro for a book or 20 euro for a book and say it's expensive. I, let's, let's take the four hour work week because I know for a fact yeah. I works out one day. The four hour work week cost me 12.99. I know mm-hmm. for a fact that book has made me at least 20,000 euro. Yeah. 12, if I say to you, hey, t- 12 euro, take that book. Read it and actually implement the stuff. Like this is a big thing I'm big on as well. I've put a video a few weeks ago. Stop reading. People read but don't actually take action on the shit they read. Mm-hmm. Read it and then implement it. Implement it straight away. Now when I come to read books, I don't really read too many books anymore. I, like I got to the stage where I was reading like four or five books a month. Like I'd have two or three books in the go all the time, and I was taking too much information, um and I wasn't implementing it. Now I'll just like look for what I'm looking for. If I've if I already like learned a topic or it's like not new to me, I won't even read it. Yeah. So now I have like Blinkist, which is anybody listening get Blinkist. it's like 10 euro a month and it has book summaries i've compared it against four books i've read it gives you all the nuggets um like that but um what are they saying about the
0: oh about what you read straight away yes
1: yeah so that book if i said to you <laughs> 12 euro and in two or three well, i won't say two or three months it's probably been six months at the time just based on the stuff i learned from that book you'll have 20k i'm sure you'd take that right you know so people don't see the back-end investment with books books are sh- stupidly stupidly worthwhile investment definitely even in headspace like I like books along the lines of like Pearson's Peterson's 12 of Life's a Good Book um, that costs like 18 euro again like it's so so cheap and in terms of mental clarity and structure that's brought to my life I just can't even calculate that stuff and that's something exactly. that I think really matters at the end of the day your overall self, so sense of well-being in the world and how you feel every single day
0: Hmm. and i also think it's priorities like you know some people say oh i don't have enough money and you know but then they then you see them going out during the weekend and buying loads of drinks That's all bullshit. but yet they don't buy healthy food they don't buy books (laughs) and all that stuff like it just doesn't make sense i think it's all about priorities yeah like what are your thoughts on it
1: yeah no to me it's a complete bullshit people people like i i think this is something i'm harsh on like really harsh on but i think real on people are just like i think people are just like themselves too much they just aren't real with themselves like but I think it's also difficult because people find it difficult to be objective and kind of take a step back. And that's something like if you've ever done this, try this like exercise. It's like one thing I learned a long time ago that I don't really do it too much anymore because I can kind of I don't even have to do it. But like just put yourself across from yourself and then look at yourself. Like actually step outside your body for a second. And like, that might be abstract for you, but it's quite a simple concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Step outside of your body hmm. and go across the room and look at yourself. and say, like, well, how is he reacting? Look at yourself in the third person. I did it all the time. Like how is Danny reacting right now? You know, and I, what you also find is like the greats seem to do this hint hint do it (laughs) you know try it and then step back into yourself but like you got to be real with yourself a lot of people have this massive incongruence between their goals and their behaviors and they're like no wonder you're not getting there like people love to shirk responsibility shirk blame onto x y and z people blame the resources i say it's a lack of resourcefulness it's not your resources it's it's to me it's it's bullshit but i know for a fact i was that person so like i'm i'm not too quick to judge but at the same time you gotta get real with yourself like if you aren't where you currently want to be it's on you it's on nobody else like it really is on nobody else it's completely on you and yeah people don't do like people like don't invest and in, like you know they'll go out and they'll spend like a hundred euro on like a a night or like a hundred yeah. clothes and stuff and, mm. yeah and they, they, they're they just wondering why like they're you know not content where they're and it's like hint hint you're doing things that you think are going to make you happy as opposed to things that you know deep down at a, at a philosophical level or a fundamental level will make you happy and content
0: hmm. and going on, on a different slightly topic uh, so you're currently working completely by yourself like you're, you're full-time self-employed yeah. so i'm just curious know, like what does your actual day day-to-day look like well, like what do you do yeah So as I,
1: so as i said routine is a big thing for me and i'm only actually getting back into routine you know as of uh, as of recent so i guess if i'm looking to let's say from next week i should be fully back into routine if i'm to say what i look that what that day will look like for me uh hopefully you know god forbid like go go to bed for probably half nine sleep for 10 um up for half four and then the plans half four yeah half four the plans go for sea swims um like we did a few last week just testing it out it was okay i just was sleeping too late i know for a fact because i i i did the whole you know everyone knows jocko will like if he follows his instagram page like every single morning but like four fifteen, like he yeah, gets up yeah, he's yeah. crazy um but no that's fine for me if i get my sleep so if i get to about a half nine ten which i've done in the past i did the four fifteen thing for a few months it's it's cool it really is like you get your work done but like half seven whatever but we go for a sea swim come back be home by like half six seven if i need to nap take a little nap and then do two hours of work. There's work I do every single day, which is the content creation. Um, and that's the set work. But I'm a firm believer in not doing that work until last. Even though that's the work that has to get done, I don't do it till last. I always do the non-urgent important things first. So the stuff that I know moves the needle. So mm-hmm. me having a client doesn't move the needle in the grand scheme of things because a client can be replaced. But me working on an endeavor that I know can propel me forward um, from a business standpoint is what I start on. So for me at the moment it's working on some courses I'm developing I'm developing a group coaching service like a new one that stuff um, making connections with people networking stuff like that that stuff's more important to me so I'll do that first thing in the morning because that's stuff that really moves the needle and I think my work at this stage which is like content creation doesn't take that much brain power you know what I mean uh, I don't even have to be hyped up to do it I just get it done so that stuff will get done last and that takes roughly two hours so I guess that the networking stuff will be like maybe seven to half eight nine then i'll I'll take a break you know do some exercise something along those lines then i'll come back and then i'll do leads for a while i love doing leads like i love selling <laughs> i love selling to people because it's a skill i never had and once you get that skill um i'm big big into neurolinguistics now and you know influencing behavior not in a bad way in a good way like Jordan Belford is the master at that like if you've ever watched even the Wolf of Wall Street mm. you just like you just you just like every single I think guy particularly who watches that just looks like fuck you know what I mean like it's a very he's a very laddish guy um, but his skills were phenomenal and you can't you can't deny him that like he's a master at what he did then it would be get that work done and I'm like realistically I'd have all the work work done for like maybe 3 p.m. um and then I can do whatever I want with the day. But like I could just maneuver that. You know, those two hours, let's say I wanted to meet up for coffee. Let's say I have this podcast now. You know, I'll just move that. You know what I mean? So there's blocks and they just get moved. So the day is very malleable. But um, I'm a firm believer in like trying to set a specific wake up time. Because I think that kind of sets the tone for the day. Yeah. Um, and get the, once I get the the non-urgent important stuff done by like 9, 10 a.m. The rest of my day is completely malleable. You know there's a few blocks of like 90 minutes or two hours three hours they're completely malleable you know i can just completely like uh, work them around and then as i said i'm never kind of not on my phone like working which is something like i take one day a month off my phone i just you know child in the drawer go out in nature just walk and just leave my phone um and i can get a few days ahead of work in that regard mm-hmm. so it's fine so my routines just mainly the morning routine i normally like school some water in the morning have a call oh yeah have a cold share every single morning like a freezing cold share as cold as i can get um and that in and of itself like are you about yeah, you ever um got into like Wim Hof or anything along those lines? Yeah, I love that yeah, man, yeah. I love Wim Hof um just because he's so crazy. Um, but again, the cold air and legitimately yeah. like the water just gives you life. It's it's that cold. It just it hypes you up. It gets your it, like it does. It gets your nervous system in sympathetic state. It gets you primed essentially for action. And then yeah, from there, I guess past like nine nine a.m. the day is kind of malleable. You know, it's not too. I'm not like too rigid i've been called too rigid but like i've been trying now to kind of make things more malleable and stuff so maybe after 9 a.m whatever happens happens
0: Hmm. and um like what is your current source of income like if you don't mind telling us about like where do you like how do you sustain you know your travels your food your rent all that kind of stuff like Mm, where where does your income come from
1: me (laughs) (laughs) like me um (laughs) so for the longest time i was like definitely financially dependent on my parents and i'm a firm believer in now with this perspective anyways if your parents pay for anything that's they're doing you a disservice not a service if your parents pay for like if you're over the age of 18 i mean this 18 is like an arbitrary age but i think it's a good age because legally you're an adult so it's a nice societal standard to Mm -hmm. compare against you are doing yourself a strong disservice a strong disservice i really mean this if your parents pay for anything if they fund anything so i live with my parents at the moment that's one thing right but i've been the past six months i haven't really lived with my parents um and that's the one thing i want to change you Now, one thing i'm sure you're aware of, rent in dublin is ridiculous yeah but if i got some friends it'd be fine i'm just trying to source them friends to me at the moment um but i'm also live, moving to liverpool in like a month or two so it doesn't really make sense for me to do so throw like you know two or three grand down for two months in the place and you're not going to get a lease for that time anyways so it, you know current situation but um they don't pay for anything and if they do if your parents pay for something it's like it's telling yourself that you can be self-sufficient up until the point and then you're not self-sufficient anymore like i say to my mom it's like mom if i have no money at all and i'm on the streets by myself i don't want you to help me and that's really war for some people but it shows it, i'm a firm believer in necessity forces action if i can't get out of the situation i'm a firm believer in, okay well then i wasn't meant to get out of the situation i think pushing i try and push myself to make or break points as soon as possible so for me this will make a right point if i can't fund myself you know what i mean it's like i, I can't fund myself i need to up my game i need to like up my shit essentially <laughs> i'd be able to source income from somewhere so reading a lot about money and um, i think robert uh robert moore uh the book money is a really good book to read about money he talks about money is essentially just energy and you know you can just attract money and you look at Grand cardone he's the biggest one for this i think in, mm-hmm. the, in the sphere of just being energetic and constantly being alert and that attracts money almost because money goes or money flows where attention goes is the saying so um currently i guess there's a few streams of income we have i think that's something as well do not rely on one stream of income i know people like it's very difficult to set up streams of income but it's really not the same time it's affiliate marketing you can just reach out to anybody right now who has like an affiliate program even if it makes you twenty dollars a month it just means if you lose your job which is a possibility at any given time hint hint the market's probably going to crash in the next 18 months or so like yeah it's it's been cycling like this like history you know tells a story um that you have something something else to rely on so for me like i have affiliate marketing i have coaching i have business coaching i have uh, content creation i have account management um and then I have, like, once-off consultation calls, once-off training plans, stuff like that. So there's a few different streams there and then. Um, yeah, that's kind of it, I guess. Like, But there's, like, six or seven within them. Now, to be fair to you, they all do come from social media. So that's the one thing I'm trying to get out of now. I'm trying to get into, kind of, um, out, like, digital business, best place to start because there's no barrier to entry. But after that, I think you do need to move. I think you move it need to move in some physical product or something along those lines. So I'm starting up a... a um, a clothing brand soon which will come up and come out in the next few months because i'm always fascinated by e-com and now with my marketing background practical marketing background i have no formal background in marketing mm-hmm. which kind of helps me i think i think being naive and not being an expert in the field is a very good thing because you're not afraid to make mistakes you don't overanalyze, etc mm. etc et um i'm gonna set up look to set up a brand there and what else do i have i think that's kind of it for the moment so yeah i guess oh i'm writing a book at the moment so oh really yeah, like for, a for physical more, book more so for my own self yes i put aside the income to get it uh, the money to get itself published um it should be doing in the next six months or so i'm giving myself i always give myself long time frames because things will get done when they're done like i'm 21 if yeah. i have a book published by 26 i'll be happy if i have a book published by the age of 85 i'll be fucking happy so <laughs> if i get a push by age 22 i'll be very happy so yeah that's kind of um where i'm at at the moment oh huh. and it's very vague but yeah there's a lot of things kind of just coming in yeah
0: so there's a lot of things coming soon
1: yes i'm like a, i'm oh there's always stuff in the pipeline there always yeah, is and yeah. i think like that's one thing just try shit just try shit like i've tried so many different things that just haven't worked but it's fine you know it's like we're young especially if there's anyone listening to this between the age of 18 25 even 18 and 45 you have half your fucking life left if you're 45 hopefully <laughs> so like you got so much time just try things what's the worst happens you fail like no you just learn from that experience you just find one more way that didn't work and like, oh shit thank you for that perspective let's go back in again so but that's one of the things i touch on if you're emotional about it you'll never win if you really have emotional investment to things you'll never fucking win not that i'm not emotional like i have passion you know and theme of the podcast here but i don't have any regret any you know resentment any anger towards the world or anything because i ultimately it's all on me so if i'm angry at the world i'm angry at myself so that's the way i look at it
0: yeah Mm. and for someone who wants to um do kind of what you're doing so like travel and work for yourself or just became become financially you know stable on on your own kind of income What advice would you give that person?
1: First thing I'll say is traveling isn't that expensive. We're from a first world country. We are. I saved money traveling. People don't understand this. I saved money traveling. So people are like, "Well, how'd you fund that?" Well, I actually made more money when I traveled than when I stayed at Dublin, even though I'm living at home in Dublin. The cost of living in Dublin is extortionate. It's extortionate for what it is, and a lot of people aren't afraid. Are afraid to like push themselves out of their comfort zone enough to move abroad or something along those lines i, went, I moved to chiang mai for a month i was gonna stay, stay two months but we just tested it for a month this summer rent for a month was i think 300 euro and i in a five like a five bedroom well it was three bedrooms but it was like six beds in the house and it was a big house for three of us myself and two of my friends the whole month in terms of expenses i think i spent about 400 euro and we eat, we ate out three times a day we went to the gym we, we we lived a comfortable lifestyle so for the whole month rent and spending money was 700 euro and we lived an exotic lifestyle in a foreign country we met new people new food new culture new everything you know like that's nothing like in dublin alone that wouldn't like hardly cover rent you yeah. know what i mean um so like people want to think need to understand it's cheap even in europe like, I, like even in eastern europe most mainland european countries are way cheaper than ireland so as irish listeners like need to understand that it's like cheaper to live abroad so it's not that expensive secondly you need to determine how much you know you need to live you know how much money you want to make um and you need to live way below your means like i'm a minimalist at heart like i you know, now that I'm back in Ireland, I like wearing my shirts and stuff because I feel better wearing, like, clothes like this. But normally, like, I just lounge around in the same kind of clothes. Like, I'm very simplistic in that regard. Yeah. I don't have many materials. Like, you know, I went traveling for a few months just with one suitcase, one small suitcase on my rucksack. That's it, you know? Hmm. Like, that thing's been through the fucking wars. <laughs> but, like, yeah. So, you know, decide for yourself how much you want to make and then strip back all the expenses that aren't necessary, you know? And I think even doing that without wanting to work online, You know, like and a lot of people know if you're working a job behind a desk, that job can be done remotely. That job can be done remotely. And maybe nobody in your job has done it yet, but you could be the first person. If your job is completely based from computer, first step, try and work from home, if that's allowed. Suggest to your boss. If your job is completely based on the computer office job, suggest to your boss. Right? And one thing Tim Ferriss talks about this is do a better job at home. And then you know the results will speak for themselves. And then from there, try and push a little bit. And if you can do your job from home, well, then what, why can't you do it from, you know, like, I know this is the image that's pictured, but like, it's kind of true. Like, it's like, oh, so a beach in Bali. The answer is you can. Um, but if you have no idea where to start, I, and this is going to be a shameless self-blog, hit me up, like really, like reach out to me on Instagram. You know, I help people with this all the time. That's my next business venture. Venture Actually, one of them in the pipeline is getting people to make their first 5,000 online, just 5, 5K online, you know, whether it takes six months a year whatever but if you show people because i think five thousand is a good amount it's for most people two months salary like the average wage right so if you show people that much can be made online by living in your house and not even doing that much work working less i'm always a believer in working less and making more you i think um you'll realize that you know this is for everybody and hmm. it's not that difficult so my shameless plug will be reach out to me because i'm really i'm going to start helping people with it soon for free at the start but obviously, as always, um, you got to charge what you're worth as well.
0: Hmm. And you mentioned that you want to be a millionaire by the time you're 24. So you're 21 now. Yes, yes. So I'm Audacious just, goals as always. I'm, I'm curious, yeah, it's good to have goals like that. Of course, absolutely. of course. And I'm just curious to know, like, what's your personal plan on achieving this? <laughs> if that. you don't mind sharing. No,
1: 100% I get, I get asked this all the time. <laughs> the first thing I'd say is, one, whatever goals you have now, but let's go financial because they're tangible you know it's objective if you don't make x the money you don't get x you don't accomplish x goal at least at least 10 times that goal at least 10 times that goal that's a grand cardone 100 yeah. 10 times real um, realistically i'd say 100 but like well, we're getting a bit too people won't even buy into it <laughs> if i say 100 so i'll say 10 because for a fact your brain will only your prefrontal cortex will only try and problem solve up until that point and normally your brain's your brain like shortcuts so like I know this sounds weird to people but your brain will kind of stop you short about 900k or 800k you know that's how it just tends to play out practically so if you set your goal let's say you want to make one minute and you set it at 10 mil what happens if you fall short if you fall short by you know 90% you still have 10% of that which is you know the the mil um, so always set your goals 10 times higher than what they are but for me the plan is well A keep, keep on doing what I'm doing because it's working Yeah. Um, and then the the goal is actually to I guess in a few months, um, like I have, like, there is like, a kind of specific plan. I'd, like, I'm a very also firm believer, and I don't care about sharing my plans because, you know what I mean? Like, I could give someone the blueprint, blueprint for success. It doesn't mean they'll follow it. You just have to do it. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And most people won't do it anyway. I exactly. know for a fact most people listening here, they still won't take action. If I say, hey, do this, you'll do this. Like the, the, the example with the Tim Ferriss book. Mm-hmm. Here you go, do that. And I, I guarantee you make money. Like, that's made so many millionaires, you know, but they still won't do it. And it's a very difficult, like, thing to say, and it's very harsh to say, but it's true. It's an unfortunate reality. But based on all the income streams that uh, I touched on there, I, by the age of the end of twenty three, based on monthly cash flow, uh, I should be a millionaire. Is the goal? I think that's the kind of way I'm looking at. It. And then if the brand takes off, which I can't see enough because I'm looking at it from a long term perspective, and I'm very naively optimistic, that should work. And hey, what's the worst thing that happened? I think I bet bet around like I think five or ten k like you know what I mean I'm, de- I'm definitely gonna get close to it anyway so 510k shouldn't be too much at that stage so that's it and I think like just set your goals bigger like realistically like what's the worst that happens you fall short you know I mean? you're gonna fall short anyway
0: so set bigger goals you know no I agree with that 100% and if you could have one super pair what would that super pair be oh one super
1: is that Tim Ferriss question like <laughs> that's a good question one super pair um a very good question super pair um I would say be able to read people. But I think I have a good read on that. Like already, like really seeing people's heads. Because like, if you're trying to make a sale, and I know exactly what you're thinking. You're going to go stage this, anyways. You know, I can really push you in a certain way. But I think the biggest thing would be to, uh, and I think this is a real superpower: have unwavering, one hundred percent of the time, self-belief and self-confidence, mm. and I think that's and self-esteem. And that's the biggest superpower I wish upon anybody. Because if you do that, there is nothing you won't be able to do or you don't believe you can't do it so you're going to try and you're going to try 100 so that would be, be it for me have unwavering self-confidence and self-belief and self-esteem 100 of the time
0: what about fine no, <laughs> <laughs>
1: no dude we can, we can go on the jets for that it's fine
0: <laughs> yeah fair enough and what the, oh yeah so just from like you know all your experience so far all the books you have read and mm-hmm. um, all the people you've networked with in the past if you could summarize three lessons three lessons that you learned you know yeah that really helped you the most okay. uh what w- what would those lessons be
1: okay one um this isn't really like a mindset thing it's a practical thing nobody nobody is unreachable nobody's unreachable so the first one would be reach out to anybody you don't think you can reach like you, you look at me like i can't reach them bombard them bombard them like don't stop you'll get a reply like you will get a reply um don't stop if you be- like if you stop you've already failed like you've already you're not going to get a reply from somebody so uh reach out to people uh two you as i touched on earlier you've got to invest in yourself you got to invest yourself way more than you invest in other people and you doing so will paradoxically make sure you invest in other people more um and the third one would be to have on like okay well, be unapologetically you mm. because everybody else is taken i'm sure you relate to that so just be unapologetically you, one hundred percent of the time, and don't stop things. Like I think, I like I'm a firm believer in things just come to us and flow to us, and sometimes we we put like barriers on ourselves and stop like a filter almost and stop us saying it. Like I think Aslan used to say with their music, it's like it flowed through them and they used to write it down you know sometimes you'd think about it and it would stop that from happening mm. so just whenever you get a thought or like something that comes to your head just let it flow through you and there'll be a barrier to that and be unapologetic to you. so if you get an urge to jump up like i, I do this a lot like when we're, we're just out for a walk with my friends i get an urge to do a cartwheel i do the fucking cartwheel and they're like what the fuck you know like i i don't know man that just had to happen that just had to happen so i'll go and do the fucking cartwheel so practical do the fucking cartwheel if you get an urge to do something and it's just fucking do it just go for it you know because yeah. you're gonna regret not doing it and what's what's the worst thing that could happen you know what i mean um so i feel like yeah that would be my three lessons if I could sum it up.
0: yeah and how do you approach learning yourself because like you're obviously constantly learning mm. and then what is your personal approach to learning like when you read a book do you finish it fully do you skim I'm through sure. it do you like pick certain parts that you want to learn like what what is your approach
1: you're gonna have to find what works for you mm-hmm. or what works for the individual yeah. because we all know there's so many different ways of learning um but for me at the moment as with learning it's one, no, one number one thing is repetition, and uh, number two is microdosing. That's very like you know that's those fundamental neuroscientific principle. If you want to instill change, you know in your brain, you want to instill neuroplastic change. You got to microdose and you got to do it consistently. It's habit formation, simple habit formation. Mm-hmm. So pick the easiest point of entry, and then stick with that. A, a point that you know you can do every single day. So if you can't read currently and you can't learn you Know, do something a lot like very practical. People say this doesn't make sense, but it, it, it really does. If you currently can't read and you hate this, like you know, side of a book, pick up the book and commit to reading two words. Okay, you can manage that. Okay, let's up the dosage a little bit. What about two lines? Okay, you can manage that. Keep going, keep going, keep pushing it until you know for a fact you won't be able to sustain it. So for me, you know, I I started by two pages, you know, and then I got to the stage where it was 20, and then I got to the stage where it was 200. I was reading pretty much like you know, I got to say for one month, I read like 20 books. You know, it was 200 pages a day. And that was being retained information. That was stuff I transcribed. So when it comes to learning from books, read it, read it again, read it again, read it again, transcribe, read it again, read it again. Constantly do it. I'll come back to the same books all over and over again. People think once you read a book, you have finished with it. It's like, no, you pick up that book 10 more times, you get 10 more lessons from that book. You have a new perspective every single time you pick up that book. So constantly pick up that book, keep on reading it, keep on um, looking at it from the perspective. And every single time you pick up a book or learn something, like this is one thing we go in with preconceived biases and like limiting beliefs be so fucking open minded be go in there and say i want my mind to be changed or go in there and challenge all your biases that's why i love reading things like completely fly in the face of what i agree with because you know maybe i'm wrong and you know what you know like the, a straw man is like when you you know bat like really take down someone's argument but a steel man is when you strengthen their argument to the point of like which is what we should all do so with our beliefs um steelman i know it's kind of a, a tangent but steelman you're the opposing beliefs to yourself because your beliefs should be so strong that they should take down the strongest you know go at that person's uh, mm. at the opposition's belief but for me learning microdose repeat rinse and repeat like that microdose repeat find what this find what the you know smallest step that doesn't have a barrier to entry for you is do that consistently like for me at the moment I'm like i'm learning guitar it was literally started off like a tiny bit every single day and it got to the stage where like i can play songs now it's been only been like a few months you know like i know for a fact based on kind of the principles that um i think also that tim Ferriss talks about in the four hour chef of you know cutting out the bullshit applying like an 80 20 principle or like a pareto analysis and saying okay these are the small things that will make the biggest difference for me like chord progressions and stuff like that you look at that for any you can play that anywhere you know um so find out what's most important to learn the fundamentals a microdose when it comes to reading i guess or anything and just continually continually repeat it otherwise it won't stick you know um and implement implement Uh, oh actually to be honest with you teaching if you teach something you know it so if i'm teaching a principle to somebody i have to know it inside out so that's probably my last stage of learning if we go a bit more advanced with it
0: Hmm. yeah and you mentioned rereading books Mm -hmm. uh so what are the five books that you keep rereading and come back to
1: five books uh okay um atomic habits by james clear um it's a really really good book um i've actually never read the full book i've read parts of the e-book and mm-hmm. which is the book i guess and then i've listened to the blinkist like eight or nine times eight or nine times so that how to influence, and influence people a classic um neuro-linguistic programming for dummies if you're into business read that book if you want to sell if you want to influence if you want to sell yourself if you want to be able to bring energy to people light up a room etc cetera, etc cetera, mm. um yeah i know to be fair i've read that a few times the Pair of neuroplasticity very good book um would definitely read go into that open-minded it's kind of like out there in a way but it's really like it's really interesting and let's see what else um mm, 10 times real down that's a really really good book so is that five
0: um yeah think so. <laughs> <laughs> i think so and um like did you ever fail like um if you look back on your failures what is the biggest failure that led you to success later on
1: i fail every day like i reach out to someone every day i don't get a response and that's a micro failure but if i go macro failure it would be i remember once i put out an ebook and i spent i think four months now like, i look back at it now and there's so much to learn from it. like i just did so many things wrong but i spent four months literally like an, an hour a day at this ebook and i put it out and i was expecting it to like do really well um i think on the first day um or the release day i think i got like for sales i like, put a low price point as well and like this is going out to a massive audience like bear this in mind and people also think it's like i saw this have you there's this influencer that put up a pro, a, a clothing brand she was a an instagram influencer with 2.2 million followers as far as i'm aware she couldn't sell 30 items of clothing i've
0: heard that one before she yeah sell
1: t- so she had to actually you know, refund the customers and stuff. Mm. Like, the clothing company the, the manufacturer the supplier wouldn't go to it so like i spent four months with this thing and you know i just got like a big slap in the face, like five sales now obviously i look back on that and i just learned simple you know marketing there's just so many things I look back. I'm like, fuck's sake danny what are we doing there's so many things wrong with that the funnel was awful i didn't even have any copy it was just so so ridiculous um but i don't really have any macro failures because i don't look at things from that perspective if that makes sense and i can't even fathom like looking at like i just think i just didn't try hard enough you know when something doesn't go away, it's like i didn't try hard enough there mm. um my regrets would be like I guess regret would be something more so sometimes I feel it's just um not doing more you know not trying more you know that would be it. my biggest failure would probably be not trying more shit if I could sum it down like sum it up like that so I haven't really had any like big failures like that touch wood like the society would see as failures mm. you know because I've been if anything I've been quite lucky in this regard you know I've been quite blessed that like everything took off the way it did um but I constantly tell myself and I'm constantly setting myself up for it, if everything goes tomorrow you know that's, i kind of want that to happen i kind of want everything to like i want to wake up tomorrow morning and have no source of income and i know it's really weird for people to con- like actually comprehend but i want to wake up tomorrow and have no source of income have no business have nothing and start again from scratch because i think the the process is way more enjoyable yeah. than, than, than the outcome so yeah i don't really think i've had any like by societal standard big failures i'm only, young. We, <laughs> hmm? I'm only young i'm sure i will like i'm sure I will. i'm sure i'll have some massive I'm only 21 like <laughs> yeah i hope to be in this for the long run anyways
0: and just because you mentioned ebook um, and you said, oh, I would have done this, I would have done that. Mm. I'm just curious to you know, like, what would you have done to promote the ebook better, to um, get more sales? Yeah,
1: there was like nothing. We didn't even touch email marketing. We didn't touch so many things like that. And now I just, I know, are fundamentals to the process. We didn't have any, like, launch campaign. We didn't have any lead magnet. Like, there's so many things I like could on onto there that, from a practical standpoint, I just weren't there. The funnel was awful. The video was awful. My tonality was shit. Um, very like you know there's so many things the copy was awful you know we got a pretty bad copywriter and um, i could do a better job now myself like i've been learning copy um and yeah we just didn't market it well enough you know we just kind of put it out there and just expected people to buy it's like no there's so many things behind selling like you need to kind of make people feel lost almost without your product and that your product is and as much as i hate doing this and health the fitness industry is an elixir or like at the end of the day all you need to do is provide a solution to someone's problem and it's 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 a product that will work you know so that's kind of what i didn't do and that's a fundamental thing in marketing so back then i don't know how long ago that was probably over a year ago at this stage um i was just so like naive to all this so sum it up like you know as i touch on there those things would be what i would have changed
0: Hmm. and another different topic but how do you approach and your health like nutrition because you obviously did some, you know, yeah, research yeah. into that and your personal mm-hmm. trainer stuff. Often, yeah. So how do you approach, how do you achieve optimal health? I'm curious to know. Good question. What, what are your kind of thoughts on it?
1: Two things that stand out to me on optimal health, and there's a, a clear body of literature on this. Number one would be that muscular strength in and of itself as an independent cofactor, is correlated with life expectancy and overall quality of life. Get stronger. Number one. Like, fuck everything else. Let's go fundamentals here. Number two. Psychological stress, subjective self-report out of ten, how do you feel on a given day? Hmm. In and of itself is directly correlated again with life expectancy and quality of life. So I looked at those things and I said, okay, Pareto analysis: where the two things I can do that I have the most carryover to my health, get stronger, stress less, and it's fundamental to the way of living, Mediterranean way of living. What we the hmm. Mediterranean way of living, slow-paced life, life, longer life expectancy, higher quality of life, uh, manual labour. I go over to my grandparents. Yeah. I go over to my grandparents in Italy, and they live in the countryside. And mm-hmm. it's exactly what I see. I see, I see. I go to the graveyard, you know, um, because we visit the graveyard sometimes, visit, visit relatives, and I see, you know, like I see like ninety six, ninety seven, hundred, two hundred, five hundred, six. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, we don't see that in Ireland. Yeah. One thing I think, like, like I, you know, people don't realize that like that can have such a profound because physio- psychological stress is physiological uh, stress. Your body can not mm-hmm. differentiate between the two. We haven't evolved enough. You know, we've, we've given, we've given ourselves like we've always, we, we're so good at reacting to physiological stress. So what we've done, you know, since the dawn of time, but this psychological stress that's really come into our lives since civilization started, it's almost been a hindrance, you know, has manifested itself in terms of psych- physiological stress because everybody doesn't know how else to deal with it, you know, so you, you know, you activate your synthetic nerve system, you have your stress hormones, everything is fucked um, in some way or another, and you're really just priming your body to constantly be in this reactory state. So those were the two things for me, if I look at anyone's optimal health i'll say well quality of life is a good marker and life expectancy are two good markers you know because not just life expectancy because you could be sick you could be sick and live a long life you can live a long sick life and that's what a lot of people live now but if your quality of life is there which is normally directly correlated to your overall health and well-being and the long life expectancy oh those two things shit maybe i should try and change those things so those are my two things then step back a bit further if you want to go more into intricacies weird when i was i guess i've been vegetarian for like four years now oh really yeah huh. Um. am funnily enough and this is why actually i don't call myself vegetarian anymore i guess because in the past month i've eaten meat twice and it's the first time i've done so in over four years um and i was vegan for a while i tried everything um i think optimal health you've got to have at least i'm not i'm not one percent you got it but you have to have at least at least I'd say five to ten servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. Like, I'd probably have 10 to 15. Easy. I would say over 10. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. We, we agree there. We'll agree there. At least, you know, 10 plus. Up your fiber intake, please. Like, your bells will thank you. Um, and, you yeah, like, I, 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 this is always trying around and I agree with it. Like, eat like a vegetarian who eats meat. Um, it makes sense. You know, yes. it, ma- it makes sense. Like, um, so, you know, mostly whole foods. And if you want to, like, I call it supplement with meat, fucking do so. You know, um, we can get down ethical arguments i don't really care about them anymore like i'm very like stepped back from all of it i'm just a habitual vegetarian at this stage you know so yeah do so but i really think like you can do all that shit and you can like you know do all that but if you're if you're psychologically stressed uh we'll, we'll go with the one i'll be logically consistent and say weak <laughs> that's correlated to a shorter life on a less like you know lower quality of life so it's like which should i focus on but obviously sleep's stupid stupid important as well although i'd be one to say you know, do what I do, not uh, do what I say, not what I do, because sometimes I'll go and I'll sleep two hours, I'll sleep five, like, I remember a, a week, a few weeks ago, I slept f- um, 12 hours in five days. Which is not great, which it's is not great which at all. Which is the first thing I want to yeah. say is, is not great, mm. um, but there's a lot of interesting, you know, there's a lot of, like, it's it's more so how do you feel, and I don't get wrong, I agree, like, seven to nine hours of quality sleep is what I'll preach to the average person, mm. but that's for average that's for the average person health i know like my health is going to take an absolute beating for the next few years and that can have detrimental effects in the long run but i know for a fact when i get to the stage when maybe i'll never stop by the way when i get to the stage where like everything i have enough cash flow i never don't even have to worry about things you know that's when then i still exercise i still you know i still eat you know all this um but yeah i I think you know increase overall muscular strength strength Mm. and um decrease your psychological stress can have a massive impact on your health and fitness but yeah like i've been You know, firm believer. You like a vegetarian who eats meat, and you're you're good to go. Like you really are.
0: Yeah, I follow the same kind of routine. Like I'm trying to eat mostly vegan, so like it's probably like ninety to ninety five percent, and I treat meat as a side dish Mm. because I do believe that meat is still healthy. Like liver, for example, loads of nutrients that you know you can't get from veg. Like seaweed, fish. I think they're all good, but you need to like kind of be careful with it because like it's a lot. A lot of it is pumped with hormones. And you know, there's mercury. Like it's not sustainable and stuff like that. So I think, yeah, I'm 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 with you on that one. That you should treat it like a side dish if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, like if you were to look at my food, it's like, are you vegan? It's like technically, but like you know, sometimes I'll have some cheese in there. Sometimes yeah, yeah. the yeah. Next Wednesday. So yeah, like I'd be the same. I'd probably be like eighty-five, ninety percent vegan but then it's like like 10% of my calories like I'm thinking now to kind of go back to that lifestyle maybe 10% of my calories at a maximum on a given day coming from me um, because I don't think it's harmful I, I, like especially at that regard I think it's a lot of data that was extrapolated that I personally felt victim mm-hmm. for um, a lot of misinformation I just wasn't as objective I was very emotional hence like um, kind of what like that's why um, it's such a kind of like captivating argument um, I don't think it's a strong argument but people buy into it so much because it's emotional and you know we're emotional beings so we'll latch onto something and, and it's also a cult thing of hey I'm part of this group this is my identity this is something I a lot of people who feel detached can grab grab onto something like that and feel part of something and actually give them some, some purpose in their life that's why we have so many activists not to say that killing animals is wrong or right that's a different argument not one that I really like want to get down because I think it's a futile argument to have anyways but um, yeah so health fitness vegetarian who eats meat it would be my like simple slogan if i could which has like been said so many times so i don't even know who it started with but just follow that
0: yeah i'd also i'd also like to mention that you know when we when we talk about meat i don't think we mean like processed meat like chicken nuggets sausages like like proper
1: yeah like go go to your butchers like yeah. you know go to your butchers get some decent you know cuts of meat like yeah. that's what anything same, same with like same with fruit and veg not, not that i'm like a big and organic but like um no like you can be a vegan and who just eats doritos and yeah. coke you know what i mean like there's a different and thing like, we're talking whole food you know we're mm. talking whole food nutrient dense um high quality food mm. Realistically, yeah.
0: yeah no i just wanted to clarify that mm-hmm. and actually when you feel overwhelmed or just unfocused in general and um, how do you deal with that
1: funnily enough yesterday was the first day in probably six months i felt like that
0: oh really interesting
1: that's a good time i guess yes so yesterday i just felt so flustered um a combination i was saying to my friends of i just hadn't had a day to myself in over three months and i was like holy shit i leave my alone time like sometimes i literally say it's danny time fuck off and they get the vibe but i haven't been able to do that in a while um so yes i just went out and just went for a walk by myself just walked for like two three hours um and it just i just need to get out and just kind of relax sometimes like i'll literally go into a park and like, you'll see me do this and i like, who the fuck is that creep i'll just lie down in the grass and i'm a really really big believer in grounding like i'm really like taking my shoes off to get as much contact with earth yeah. as possible i feel like it has a really calming effect and there's a lot of literature to support it does have a anti-inflammatory effect and it's a very simple thing to do mm-hmm. you know so it's like people say that's woo it's like well if there's hard science behind it it's very difficult to argue with it and it's a very simple thing to do so why not do it? it's not going to have the the cost benefit analysis of that it's like what's the worst thing that can happen if you just putting your feet on the earth you know it's it's not a bad thing but the benefits could be there and i've anecdotally found great benefits with it, so i'm going to continue on doing so so that's it for me kind of i feel like i just come back to like nature i don't know how to describe that other than that um just get out get into the outdoors and just chill and kind of say, danny relax you're so young you have so much time ahead of yourself breathe um but i don't let myself like stand once i get back to the zone i say okay then let's keep pushing again you know what i mean i don't say let's stop again let's relax again i say that once i feel like my head's clear i'm like okay, let's keep pushing let's keep pushing keep pushing mm-hmm. so yeah and i think your mind is like a muscle you train over time and yeah. you get to the stage where it's really really resilient and yeah, as i said like i used to get ground every day one day in the past six months and I'm back on it again today. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's like, you gotta be like that. You gotta like kind of get down. Cause you can have one bad day, but I feel like as soon as you have two bad days in a row, you're setting yourself up for a really, really bad time. Is my kind of outlook on it. So I try and nip that in the uh, bud as quick as I can kind of thing. So yeah, get outside, just read a little bit, tell myself, reaffirm myself. You have so much time. You're on the right path, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Cause most of the th- things we like fear or we get anxious over are just so irrational anyway. So once you put words to them and rationalize them, they become less lesser than what they are and you kind of like hey, breathe and just go forward again
0: mm. and i i pretty much have all the questions that i wanted to ask covered but i'm just curious to know um is there like a certain question that you wish i asked you like was there something you prepared for you are like oh i wish this dumb fella would have asked me this question or like any topic that um, <laughs> that you wanted to cover oh, is there such a thing like that
1: mm. um let's see is there anything i guess that like maybe i'd want to say, say to people and i guess we'll be the question to ask um hmm. i don't know I, I think i think everything i think everything there is good i think um one thing is though like what is the, the craziest craziest thing you do and i think one of them is like trying to intentionally put yourself in situ- like Trying to intentionally inflict pain upon yourself. I don't mean physical pain. I mean mental pain. Because I'm a really, really firm believer. I'm a really, really firm believer in the fact that if you overcome that, life becomes so easy. So I think we all have this baseline level of contentedness. And if you push yourself so far away from that, when you come back to it, that's gone up. That baseline level has gone up. Because at the end of the day, happiness is only a reference point. From Mm. your baseline level of contentedness up and sadness down so what i try and do is i try and put myself in situations which i i know for a fact i've self-defined as painful and difficult for me i try to do that on a daily basis try and make myself uncomfortable doing stuff like for example i couldn't have done this like a, a year and a half ago i was socially anxious i couldn't speak to him like i, I mean though when i said i could barely speak to my friends at times it was really really bad so do things every single day that you know you don't like doing and eventually you'll learn to love them so for me the cold sharer, i hated that like so so much now i love them You know, and then now you have reference and like people are like, how do you do that cold shower every morning? I was like, how do you not? You know, how do you not? Like a warm shower almost makes you uncomfortable now. Like what's this? Because I know from pain we learn and we grow and we don't from happiness. And that's something I say to people. that They're like, what? You don't learn anything from happiness. You learn things from pain. That's not saying don't be happy. You actually, in through that statement, learn to be happier for your present moment because of the contrast of, of pain to your present moment. So yeah, that's what I say. Put yourself intentionally in positions of pain and intentionally inflict and i say this in quotation marks like harm upon yourself because it's not harm in the long term it's like it's uh, the same thing it's like hard choices easy life easy life um easy choices hard life so hard choices every single day and you'll have an easy life
0: yeah i like the way you mentioned that because like i think the whole kind of you know doing things that are uncomfortable but you know will benefit you in the long term so like i started doing this recently as well well not recently like about a year ago but just like consciously doing something that's Kind of kind kind kinda weird I guess, kinda cringy. Mm -hmm. But you know it'll benefit you in the long term. So this may be like, you know, adding an extra sentence to someone or saying hello to a stranger like uh, giving a stranger hug even mm-hmm. like all this all this kind of stuff like really develops your confidence 100%. and you're going to grow as a person yeah yeah so i really like the way you mentioned that because i think it's so true
1: yeah just do simple things like do something like like what i try and do is like i try to say to myself what is something i would never ever do I'd yeah, hate to do that. yeah. that's exactly exactly the thing you should do yeah because you've now grown as a person you've now you've now even from a practical standpoint done something you told yourself you'd never be able to do that, that's that's inspiring in and of itself that shows you that you're a better person than you think yeah. you are. that's inspiring in and of itself it shows you have way more potential than you think you do because you've self-defined that as something you could never do when you've done it pat yourself on the fucking back like
0: fair play you know what i mean no exactly and you're always chasing to be like you know someone better you're not you're not looking at someone else you're looking at yourself okay mm-hmm. who can i be in like five years time and you're trying to grow towards that person mm-hmm. and like i think this is what matthew McConaughey said as well like he's yes. always he's well, always trying yeah. to yeah be his own hero, mm-hmm. and he's never going to reach it. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's that's an unbelievable no, mindset passing. to have. Like, yeah. it's really good.
1: I'm the same. I look at myself. I'm like, what, what, what the fuck would thirty year old Danny say looking back at uh, twenty one year old or thirty one year old? I put myself ten years ahead. I like, he's like, keep on fucking going. You're on the right path. Yeah, that kind of thing, you know. So yeah, I always do that. Like, just say, hey, would I be happy with this transaction in ten years? And if you would be, keep on fucking doing it. Mm. Don't you dare stop. Don't you dare stop. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so yeah, a lot of the stuff I do now is planting seeds for the future. It's not kind of like I know it's not gonna like blossom now but it's fine because i'm if you know in 10 years the same thing with guitar i say i want to i want to be a i want to be a um professional guitarist come the age of 30 it's hmm. so nine years it's like so maybe i don't get there yeah that's the audacious goal yeah i'll be able to play pretty proficiently if i and, keep at it for yeah, nine years exactly. you know what i mean so it's like cool dude I, there's no rush on things there's no rush in accomplishing your goals and what you'll find is when you accomplish them there's going to be another goal you climb one mountain you'll see a bigger one you want not fuck oh, I have to climb that one now you know so you know set the goals as big as possible sometimes if you reach them you can get very underwhelmed and I'm actually something I talked about this morning I think because I'm a big MMA fan um, it was never, it's never been done it probably never will be done a triple weight UFC champion if McGregor had that in his head he wouldn't have went off the rails after he won the 155 pound belt the lightweight belt that's something I keep playing off my head it's like set your goals bigger just keep setting them bigger because you, you've got that relentless passion that you feel inside you and drive that will go if you hit your goal there needs to constantly be something bigger bigger and bigger
0: so yeah yeah and Danny just a final question for you fantastic so let's just say there's a billboard and you could display whatever you want on this billboard maybe a message a code whatever uh, what would you put up on that billboard
1: look at yourself you're still here you shouldn't you know for a fact there's places you've been compared to where you are now are way way worse than where you are now going forward you know that all you need to do is keep on doing what you're doing because I'm a firm believer in things happen for a reason and you just gotta fucking believe in yourself. I really I really think you need to love, like you need to look in the mirror and love the vessel that you see. You need to do that because at the end of the day, you're the only person on this journey with yourself. Nobody else. Like people say, I don't want to die alone. You're never not going to die alone. Like, you know what I mean? Learn to love this vessel that you inhibit and just be fucking proud of yourself like just take a step to say i'm a fucking beast and then keep on fucking moving don't stop for a fact too long just look at yourself for a split second and say i'm a beast i do it whenever i see a mirror i literally walk by, by myself and say you're powerful thanks i need that danny let's fucking keep going so yeah so i was going to say sum that up somehow on a billboard
0: <laughs> i like that i like that <laughs> answer and yeah so before we finish up is there anything out there that you like to promote say or you know just like if there's anyone i'm big
1: you know i'm a big believer in i feel like i've got onto something now or i'm somewhere now where i definitely wasn't i know for a fact Mm -hmm. that there are a lot of people who kind of want to do what i want to do and it's only recently i realized that geez there are a fucking lot of people that reach out to me and say hey i would like to kind of work online i don't feel like i do anything profound but what i would say is if you have any questions or anything along the lines of working online you know mindset Anything if you like I'm a big believer in talking to anybody about anything at any given time so if you have anything on your chest or anything you want to talk about I'm literally I feel like a vessel for the universe like unload your shit on me like I'm so emotionally resilient you will not hit me with something and I fucking mean that I I literally say people try fucking make me upset try and provoke me like you know what i mean try do it because you're not going to fucking do it me- message me hit me up with something that you want to talk about and i'll happily give you advice i'll happily talk to you for an hour like, i'll pick up the phone with anybody just chatting for an hour i was saying that before the podcast i'll talk to i'll give anybody time a day because i know for a fact i was in a situation where i'd fucking love for just so- one person to relate to me and i relate to you straight away because i understand as humans we're fragile we're all fucking flawed and we're all trying to better ourselves so if you have anything to do hit me up on instagram at my personal page at the the spelling will be somewhere be written somewhere um but yeah just do so and if you have any even help and fitness related questions like hit me up it's, it's what i do i guess it's by trade i'm a personal trainer at this stage so hit me up yeah and i'll be, be glad to help in any way i can
0: well look danny it was a pleasure talking to you really enjoyed the conversation there's a lot of thought-provoking uh, things we discussed and yeah thank you so much for coming on likewise a pleasure for uh, chatting to you. thank you so much no i hope you enjoyed this episode if you did, it'd be pretty cool if you shared it with your friends or anyone else who you think would benefit from it. You can find all the show notes by going to the website chasingpassion.e. That is, chasingpassion.e. Thank you for listening today, and I hope you enjoyed the episode.